Welcome to Black History Matters 365 with your host, Joanne Scape. We are celebrating Black History Month this month, and it is exciting to be able to talk to some amazing people, some amazing history makers and people of today, as well as highlighting people of the past. So we are taking that time to really focus on that. But today, I am so excited that we have with us some amazing people as well, and particularly a dynamic group of students that is doing some amazing things out there, some young activists that we at BH365 are very, very proud of. That is the BH365 Student Advisory Board, along with their beautiful and wonderful and intelligent and encouraging um, teacher, uh, Miss. Kiera Roberts and the principal, Kimberly Grayson. So we are going to jump right into the interview because I am so excited to have them today, but I would like to do a short bio on them real quickly before we do that. The Student Advisory Board is led by four, as I said, dynamic high school students from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Early College in Denver, Colorado who has successfully led a charge for Black history to be taught, I love this, in their school district and have received international recognition and been featured on CNN and Today Show as young activists. Love that. Not only are they young activists that are doing the BH365 Student Advisory Board, but they have their own podcast which is amazing and I love it. And it's titled, No Justice, No Peace. And that's K-N-O-W, Justice, K-N-O-W, Peace. This is, this is a podcast where listeners have a chance to hear directly from the next generation of leaders on politics and firsthand accounts of the Black experience in America. What a feat for them to take on. And I think they're going to be absolutely incredible. They're going to introduce themselves today and give us their vision about where they want to be in the future and how they are taking this message to the masses with the student advisory board as well as their personal lives. So let's get started with their wonderful leaders. I always say behind every great student, there are great leaders that are pushing and encouraging them on. We will start with their principal, Ms. Kimberly Grayson. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Great, great. Well, what we want to do is for you to just give us the background of how this got started, the Student Advisory Board and the students themselves in their mess. Absolutely. So in October 2019, I took 17 students to the African American Museum in Washington, D.C. And it was there when we discovered that our students are not being taught their history and that as a building leader, I was not doing a good job in advocating for their history to be taught in our schools. Um, and together we decided that that was going to change. And we went back to our school with an, an action plan in place. And that plan consisted of starting a 
student advisory committee, um, as well as discussing with our district on plans to include black history as part of history throughout kindergarten through 12th grade curriculum in all content areas, not just history. Um, and we knew that that had to start with our school first. Um, so that began with sending our very own history teachers to the museum two weeks after we returned. Um, and our history teachers took on that challenge. They went, they came back with their curriculum uh, changes ready to be made. Um, and then together, the students and the history teachers presented to all of my teachers to talk about how Black history needed to be embedded in all content areas within our school. Um, at that presentation, we invited district representation from the academics department, from the history department, and then together, the teachers and the students presented to the Board of Education um, in January, and they followed that up with another presentation in February. And then we went out on the pandemic in March. Um, the death of George Floyd had my students um, in shock as it did the rest of the nation. And the students knew that we couldn't be silent. Um, and that is when the birth of the podcast started. Um, and it, the podcast started with why is our history important? And um, this is why we need to continue with the fight to have Black history included in all content areas. Um, and also teaching about generational trauma um, and how that generational trauma dates back to slavery. Um, and why it's important that we look at how students are taught in the classroom, um, looking specifically at the Black male, the Black female. And from there, we decided to write a resolution that was presented to our district and the Board of Education signed off and passed that resolution on October 22nd. And the new podcast that just launched on New Year's Eve is centered around um, their resolution as well as the Black History 365 curriculum and how important it is to have this curriculum adopted in Denver Public Schools. Um, a part of their launch with their first podcast, um, the Today Show saw all of the activism and the work that the students were doing. And they have been featured on the Today Show. Um, they've received lots of recognition, recognition excuse me, both locally, um, nationally, internationally, as you stated. Um, and they've had a couple of commercials on uh, Channel 9 as well. Um, but the writers of Black History 365 saw them on the Today Show and they reached out. And that's how they got involved with... Um, being a part of uh, writing the framework for the advisory board for the Black History 365. That is amazing. And for all this to turn around so quickly. and Within one year. One year. That's amazing. What an incredible, incredible um, adventure there. So happy that um, 
that today show recognize that because I think that's where Dr. Walter actually saw the girls <laughs> on today's show and what intrigued him and just we all were just so intrigued when you came and presented to us as well. Thank you so much for that. Now, as a teacher, um, uh, Ms. Roberts, I know that you are very proud. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about the students and, and even how these four girls are impacting um, the college, you know, the school. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so just, I mean, the, the girls, are phenomenal young ladies. Uh, they have challenged everyone with what they believe in, um, with becoming anti-racist. And so for me, being with them along this journey uh, through a pandemic, through my own pregnancy in Washington, D.C., uh, them not letting us sleep because they wanted to dive into these conversations and they were like, we don't have time to waste. We need to, we need to have these conversations. We need to make sure that our teachers are equipped to teach not only in high school, but in the middle school. And um, just starting there and uh, a lot of the girls have younger siblings. And so they were like, well, what about the, uh, our elementary kids? What about mm -hmm. our brothers? And so it was like, you know what, as long as you guys have this fire, I'm with you. Let's go. What is it that you need from me? And so it, it's an honor that they have continued to embrace me and um, take me with them on this journey uh, as as just an advocate and a supporter. Seeing uh, the changes that they've made at the school, um, the girls have led professional developments with our educators. Um, they are. I have to tell our teachers like, okay, okay, I need y'all to go and elicit other voices because our babies have work to do. They have, you know, homework, they have jobs as well um, outside of this. And so, you know, they have become the, the voice of students in our building and a respected voice at that. So I couldn't ask for more. Um, their, their voices are, they're loud. Um, you know, for them, for the district. Mm -hmm. uh, when I tell you that they host PDs, not only for our building, but for other schools around us, um, they're asked to speak to elementary students um, and, and just transforming what's happening in the classroom for our kids. They're a true inspiration. Um, my sixth grade babies think that they're celebrities. They're like, we have yeah. celebrities that go to our school. And I'm like, I mean, they're students, but they're like, can they come meet us? And I'm like, okay, you know, but just that level of excitement. And it even pushes my kids to want to talk more about social justice because they see leaders in their own buildings that look like them, mm -hmm. that are not too far from their age. And they're like, yeah, let's talk about it. Like they're doing it. Let's talk about it. Let's make them proud. Let's make them happy. And, and it just encourages me to do more. It encourages me to learn more, to ask them questions, to build out for what they're doing um, for, for my students. That is so excellent because I know we need young people to step forth and talk about the issues and um, really have a strong voice. They're so 
just incredible. I know, and you mentioned about how they are touching others. And I was thinking the community as a whole, I'm pretty sure they're impacting, you know, the Ooh. whole Denver <laughs> community. Speak to that, because I know the local television has probably wanted them on and some other shows. <laughs> Yes, they have been on. I, I I feel as though I can confidently say almost every local um, instrumental podcast in our community. Um, we have, um, yeah, I mean, there's a list of podcasts mm-hmm. that they've been on that they've collaborated with. We've had um, very strong activists in our community uh, want to partner with our girls so that they can teach at their freedom school, the students that are enrolled there. And so that in itself speaks to the advocacy um, of our girls. Uh, News stations, I don't think that there has been one um, news station within Colorado that has not done a story on our girls, who has not reached out to our girls and interviewed them, um, and who continues to request updates on our girls. So I, I, I mean, I would say that their reach has been very far, um, has been very impactful. Um, I mean, I, I want to say even through the grapevine from here, there is a news group in England who someone connected the girls with based on the work that they're doing. And they wrote a story on them to help support a college campus to transform their curriculum. And so it was, I mean, when I look at the girls, I, there's moments that I, I get chills and I'm just like, wow. And you guys continue to go hard every single day. Um, we'll see. That's a, like, I'm just like, Whew. when I was your age, I was not doing all of this, um, you know. And so just looking at them and looking at the strength behind them and their words um, is extremely inspiring to me, extremely inspiring to our community. Um, and so. Awesome. That is so awesome. I know, girls, for you, um, this has really changed your life and probably made you a little bit more busier <laughs> than a normal high school student. So we're going to jump right into that because I, I'm, I'm excited by being able to hear from each of you and just kind of share, you know, where you are to um, introduce yourselves and let our audience know who you are. Um, what's your future plans and how this is impacting your life and how important it is when it comes to racial injustice. So we will kick right into their interviews. I'm excited to interview you guys. So let's move on to the students now. We can start with Janelle. How about that? (laughs) And we'll go from there. Each of you can jump in from there. All right, um, like you said, my name is Janelle. I am a senior at DMLK and I'm really looking forward to graduating and going to an HBCU to hopefully major in psychology and become a lawyer. Um, This past year has definitely changed my life. Just looking, it's changed the way that I look at others and, you know, just, change the kind of person that I am. I know that 
this holds a lot of importance to me, just looking at my people and looking at my siblings and definitely wanting them to be able to have the same experience that I had because being able to learn about my history and just immerse myself in it has definitely, I could say 100% made me a better person. And it's motivated me in all of the changes that I've been able to um, collaborate with different people to make all came from me being able to learn about my history. So I definitely want to be able to do that for other people and really make a bigger impact for the better. Um, Has this changed your friends around you? How have your friends reacted to (laughs) what you're doing, the work that you're doing? Besides the podcast girls, I don't really like, (laughs) I don't even really have friends. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it's impacted the people that I guess look up to me, like maybe Mm -hmm. my sibling and like Miss Roberts has said, some of the kids in the building that look up to what I'm doing or what we're all doing. And it really inspires me and motivates me to definitely want to keep going harder every single day. So, yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, I can go next. My Excellent. Name, <laughs> my name is Kalia Geisler. I'm 15, a sophomore right now, about to turn 16. I'm so tired of being the youngest I've ever seen. I'd be 16. <laughs> So um, sophomore, I go to DMOK like everybody else here. And right now, since I'm like still in high school, not really anything to look forward to, but I'm mostly just looking forward to mostly with the podcast, just, oh my God, getting everything done and just um, moving forward, especially with Black History 65 and getting all of our plans into motion because we do have a lot of big plans coming up. And oh, oh, whatever. and for me, I, I personally want to go to Howard or HBCU, study environmental science. And um, like Janelle, besides the podcast girls, I would say I have like a good few friends because like besides this, I'm very about my business. I just like to get my schoolwork done and then just relax because over this past year, it's been very stressful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just like to just get stuff done and then re- relax. And I guess what I'm just looking forward to in terms of the podcast is mm-hmm. just once again, getting all of our plans into motion and just making sure that the momentum doesn't stop because I mean, I feel like the mem- the momentum hasn't even had a chance to stop since October of 2019. We've been doing stuff constantly, which I guess is good, but also I'm just glad for everything to start really like truly coming all together and just going all into motion. Excellent. So you are the youngest of the group and you're tired of being the youngest, but hey, all of you are bright. So that's a good thing that you're together working it together. They can take care of the youngest. (laughs) You got big sisters there (laughs) taking care of you. You know, being 15, that's really early for you to, you know, really start being a star per se. So how is that affecting you? You'd said a little bit of it. You just, you know, you want to get your work done and all of that. How is that affecting you as far as um, knowing that people are looking up to you and looking to hear from you about this movement of um, having Black history in schools all around? 
That's a good question. And I'm just starting with, I mean, like, of course, this all started with all the media attention we started getting with local news and then nationally, internationally with the Today Show and CNN and everything. Personally, for me, I don't really like a lot of attention. So, like, I wasn't really bothered by being on the news every other week, but I just don't, like, actively seek out attention. So, I guess it's just good to know that if there's a student out there like me who wants to make change, they can like look up articles and see what I'm doing. Or if they're at our school, they can know that there's a kid like me in their building who's literally normal. I probably have some of the same classes as them. And like outside of the podcast, I'm just a normal student. So I Mm -hmm. feel like just for the people, like for example, I have my sister here. She's in sixth grade at DMLK right now. Um, She's a little stubborn or whatever, (laughs) but I'm just glad that the changes we're making right now will affect the history education show get going forward because at the end of the day, I just want students to know that there are other students in the building fighting for things that they might be too shy to ask for or things that they are questioning. Because I know a lot of people have been in the past have questioned why we don't have Black history. So mm-hmm. I just want other students at my school and just whoever looks, who uh, who may look up to me, I don't know why, to just know that there are other people out there like them who are fighting for things they want. Okay. Thank you so much. That's so powerful. Other students, you want them to know that you're fighting for for them and they need to fight for what they want as well. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, um, I guess that means I'm next. Um, (laughs) Since Kali is the youngest, I guess that would make me the second youngest because I'm older than her still, but not that old as everybody else. So my name is Donnie Austin. I am 16 and I'm a sophomore at DMLK. And I actually, when I go to college, I want to go to either Howard University or I want to go to a big Ivy League school such as like Yale, Princeton or Harvard in order to major in law. Uh And I think what really stood out for me throughout this whole thing, just like the podcast and all the recognition that we're receiving is just wanting to see the outcome and wanting to see how this is going to impact students in the long run from generation to generation. And like we all have siblings, which was stated earlier from the other girls. And I really just want to see that my brother will be able to learn more about himself and people that look like um, people that look like him and people that look like me and the rest of our family and just be able to grow up loving himself and et cetera, because I feel like that's so important. And that's the main reason how, like, I got started with this work and the reason why I want to continue doing this work is because I want to see the outcome it has on every single student. Mm, love that. Love that. You want to, the impact to be on every single student. And, and not only just in your area, but globally is what we're talking about, because that's one of your missions, I believe, is to to get Black history. That's what you're advocating for, that Black history be in every school across the nation and globally. I love that. And I think you're the right advocates for it. <laughs> so excellent, excellent. So you said your brother, you want your brother and your sisters to know, how are they um, reacting to what you're doing now? Are they coming alongside you, being vocal with you about it in their schools or to their friends? <laughs> well, um, personally, my little brother is kind of little right now. He's about six. And but he has like when we I've been shown on like nine news and the rest of the girls have been shown on like the today's show. We would have it on at the house just so we could watch it. He'd be like, my sister's on TV. (laughs) So I think that's just like really cool. And he's like, my sister's famous and all this stuff. And it's just like 
really good. It's like a good feeling. And I think just seeing how happy he is and knowing that he will be able to do this too. And what I'm doing is going to be able to benefit him and other students, I think is just like really impactful and it's like powerful to me and it keeps me going. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> my name, sorry. My name is Alana. I'm a senior at DMLK. I'm 17 years old and I want to go to Howard to study race and African-American studies so I can hopefully become a teacher. And why this is important to me is because I don't want students to ever have to question themselves or their identities. I want them to know that they can grow up to be astronauts and they can grow up to be mathematicians and they can grow up to be teachers. They can grow up to be whatever they want and they don't have to be pushed into this box of, oh, you're black, so you can only do this or, oh, you're black, so you can't be successful because that's what they're constantly fed because they're never fed their history and their history is never what it needs to be taught. Excellent. I love that. Um, um, I, I I really love your passion about you want them to know that they can be astronauts. They can be, you know, whatever they want to be, doctors, lawyers, because I think that needs to be told even more out often. And coming from young people like yourself, encouraging other students is just amazing. Absolutely amazing. I hear ringing out through the student um, interviews is that Howard University. So tell me a little bit about either one of you jump in. Why Howard? Because I know Howard is an extraordinary (laughs) university. Why Howard? I know that for me personally, um, obviously that was one of the schools that we went to on our trip to DC. And it was just the environment, like seeing for one I know there are multiple successes, um, like Taraji P. Henson and Chadwick Boseman that graduated, attended and graduated from Howard. And just, you know, as we were taking the tour, it was really inspiring. All of the, the things that they were showing us, like the arts division and the different things about the sororities, you could just really feel how rich it was in the culture. And I definitely thought to myself, like, this is somewhere that I could thrive um, I feel like I could I would be able to thrive at any HBCU or really any college, but mm-hmm. I know that I really want to go to an HBCU and Howard is definitely one of my favorites and that's why. Excellent. Mm, excellent. Um, just to piggyback what off of what Janelle said. Well, basically, yeah, she said we went there when we went to on the trip to Washington, D.C. And I think it was just really cool because the people that were giving us the tour were actually students who attended that college. And just being able to walk around, like, feel the environment, like everyone was happy. Everyone was like greeting each other, talking to each other on their way to class. And it was just like really cool. And just like the amount of communication, the environment, everybody was the happiness everywhere. I just loved it. So that's why I really want to go to Howard. I agree with what they said. And it was just like the vibe of when we were there was just so welcoming. And it was like a place where I know that all of us could thrive and be the best, the best versions of ourselves. And like, um, it's also an HBCU. So that's a plus. (laughs) 
Yeah. HBCUs are amazing um, and we need to support them more. It's so awesome. So awesome. Um, so, um, Kalela, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. I just want to add one more I feel like I add a different perspective to it because um, I've been the AVID program in my school since like sixth grade, literally since I've been at my school. And one of the things we do in AVID is I believe every year, except for this year, I believe last year too, we go on college tours. So we mostly go to colleges like around Colorado. One time we went to a college in universe in um, Wyoming. And these are all primarily white institutions because Colorado is pretty white in itself. And besides like Metro, which is majorly Hispanic, I've never gone to a university where like I can see a group of black people walking down the street or like I'll see just black people all over the place. So I feel like a big reason why Howard was welcoming to me and myself is because whenever I go on those college tours where it's primarily white institutions, it kind of feels like like you're an outsider. I remember this was a feeling that a lot of us felt on the trip we visited Georgetown University, which is also a primarily white institution, because I just feel like in general, bad people, we are expected to, to succeed in society. So like when we're in that environment full of people who aren't like us and people who probably don't expect us to, expect us to succeed, we kind of stick out like a sore thumb. So I feel like just, just HBCUs and especially how my experience, it felt like everybody else said, a lot more welcoming. It felt like I was in a place where nobody didn't expect me to be there or they didn't expect me to succeed and eventually go there. Wow, I like your perspective. You guys, she may be the youngest, but her perspective is strong. <laughs> very, very strong. Thank you for that. I love that perspective. Now, as we get closer um, to the end of the interview, I wanted to just um, really find out from you all um, two things. What is BH365 to you and how important is it for to be in schools? And then as the BH365 Student Advisory Board, what are your next steps? What are you going to be doing? So two questions there. Um, I know for me, BH365 is like, everything that our ancestors had ever been pushing for it. And especially with us being able to advocate for it, it makes me, it like holds so much importance to me. And it makes me very proud just to know that, you know, it's a lot of success, resilience, strength, and everything just inside of my lineage. And I feel like with BHC 65 and being able to advocate for, for this curriculum, I'm able to carry on that baton in this marathon towards um, social justice and racial justice. And I feel like it's going to really change the world. I feel like it's going to inspire so many other kids. I feel like it's going to, like, this might sound cheesy, but make the world a better place because once kids know their history and really know and are confident within themselves, they're able to do so many great things just as, and we serve as an, an example of, and yeah, BH365 is super, super, super important to me. And I cannot wait to be able to be on this advisory board and get the students from each state and have them pushing for this as well. So we can really just have a strong, strong community to be able to destroy the social construct of race and bring more racial harm harmony to the nation. 
Love it. Mm -hmm. Very good. <laughs> For me, I feel like BH 365 is not only what our ancestors wanted, but it's what we wanted. It was exactly what we were asking for, and it literally fell into our laps. Like, we were sitting there, and then this great curriculum that's been, that has everything that we were asking for came to us. And I just know all of us were so happy. I just remember all of our faces when we heard about the book and when we saw the book. And I feel like, um, especially with like the QR codes, it's just a different, it's a different feel of textbook. It feels like they're actually trying and they're actually putting things into the book that you've never seen before, things that could help you learn in the long run. And it's so important to me because nobody's going to have to go without their history ever again because of this book. No child is going to ever not know who they are or have identity issues or feel like they just don't belong because we have this book now. Wow. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love it. No child would ever not know again about Black history. Awesome. Um, I know for me, what's like so important about this book is because when we first went to D.C. and when I first went through that museum, I experienced a lot of stuff like I did not know. And it was just like I got really emotional in the museum. But I don't I'm that type of person that doesn't really get emotional. So when I was like seeing all that stuff and then how impact, I was like, I have to bring this back to our school. I have to bring this back so students will be able to see this, know what I found out at the museum and seeing how these other girls and everybody else that went on the Washington DC trip was impacted at that museum as well, just really showed how important that this has, this is. And being, we've been fighting for this since um, October of 2019 and knowing that they finally have a book for it and finally have something that we've been fighting for for the, this whole time is just like so powerful to me because like Janelle and Alana said this is telling us about our ancestors telling us about our life and this is how we came to be this is why we are the people we are today and I feel like this book will just be able to bring out the importance and the richness about our color or about our history about how we were kings and queens and everything. That's why this book is so important to me. Um, I don't want to go out and off, off on too much of a tangent because I could talk about Black history, let alone this book, for a long time. But <laughs> I feel like one really important thing about why we need just Black history in general, especially why this book is so important, is because I feel like I've said this like a billion times before, but it really is true that Knowing our history, we can learn about all the hardships and trauma we came from, but also how much power and influence and just amazingness we came from. And um, sorry, I'm kind of losing my train of thought, but just Black history in general, it shouldn't just be something that's cracked out during the month of February or something that's brought out to mm -hmm. just say, like, you have, doc you have Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., you have Barack Obama, you have Harriet Tubman, now go off and be great. Because it takes a lot more than just a few figures throughout Black history to empower our Black students, especially after how much 
historical trauma and stuff that we're still going through today affects us. So I feel like it takes more than just a passage of a textbook or something small to empower our students. And I feel like this is a great first step, but I feel like generally we need to have the full aspect of our history. We have to know the African kings and queens. We have to know all the amazing things we've come from in order to just progress further. And really quick um, on what Kalia and everyone said, I just wanted to add that I really, for me, this is so, so important because just throughout this year and being able to learn about my history, I've learned and noticed things about um, other activists, abolitionists, and people that are just advocates for Black history. And I noticed that, um, well, personally, a lot of those people talk about their advocacy for Black history being like their purpose or being like something that they felt they knew they needed to do. And I know that on um, our podcast and from the writers and Barbara Dunn, she also spoke about it being something that she knew she needed to do. And um, for example, Nat Turner and Harriet Tubman both claimed um, themselves as prophets and the work that they were doing was something that they really, like I said, knew they had to do. So for this and everything just falling into place for us, from us going to um, the museum, to the creation of the book being during the same time as us going to the museum and then it getting published and everything just coming together at the same time. And the feelings that I have, I just know and I feel in my heart that this is, um, my purpose and I feel like everyone else can probably speak to that same feeling and it just brings so much excitement because I'm really excited for the future I feel like everything has really been falling into place and will continue to fall into place so that's why I find so much importance in this curriculum as well excellent I tell you, this is what we wanted to do. We wanted to let our audience know who you are, our BH365 Student Advisory Board, very rich and beautiful and intelligent young women that has just already captured the heart of, to me, um, the not only your community, but you've been on major um, TV, so the world, and now capturing our hearts through this podcast and have for surely captured the hearts of BH365. It's just beautiful to know, to get to know each and every one of you and your heart's desire and why, why you're doing what you're doing. So we are so grateful to know your story, to know your future, and to know that you are with us and that um, there's a great things ahead. Now, before we close, I want them to know your podcast. So I want you to talk about that and then just give your URLs with that and um, what to expect in the future. Either one of you. Um, I can go. So our Facebook, it's basically the same title across all social media. Our Facebook is No Justice, No Peace, the MLK to Take. And as well as our new YouTube channel on our old YouTube channel, which was our school YouTube channel. You can find all of our previous episodes, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Early College. But we're starting to release episodes on our YouTube channel. No Justice, No Peace, Demo Gets a Take. And I believe it should be the same name across Twitter and TikTok and everything of that sort. Great. 
So we would definitely want our audience to tap into No Justice, No Peace podcast. And, um, and especially during Black history, I'm pretty sure you have a lot of great things planned. Well, this has been great. I want to give your um, advisors any um, last words, but we are at the end of the interview and I have been just impressed from <laughs> for, for you young ladies and to know your stories. I'm very excited about this interview. Any other final words here? <laughs> um, I just want to say thank you for inviting us on the podcast. It means a lot to us. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to piggyback off of Donnie with the thanks as well. And just for um, all of the support and really believing in us throughout this journey. I know that we've accomplished things that we never even deemed imaginable, but I know that we wouldn't have been able to do it if it wasn't for everybody like you guys, um, Miss Roberts, you, Miss Scaife. Yes, you, Ooh, you said it right. Yes. <laughs> okay. And Miss Grayson, just being able to support us. So again, thank you. You're welcome. All right. I also just want to piggyback off that. Sorry, Miss <laughs> Roberts. No, no, no. I was saying it's an honor, y'all. So thank you guys and thank you, Miss Joanne. You're welcome. I just wanted to give like a short little spiel about like that you could do whatever you put your mind to. Just like how Janelle just said, we didn't think that we were ever going to be able to do any of this. And that <laughs> a year ago, I know me and Janelle did not know we were going to be sitting right here right now. <laughs> and <laughs> I just want you to know, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can do whatever you put your mind to and you can make whatever change that you want to make in this world. The world is in your hands and it's up to you to change it. Mm, amen to that. Amen to that. Well, ladies, I guess we could snap to that. <laughs> well, ladies, it's been a fantastic um, short period of time in this interview. And I, again, thank you for coming. You've been listening to Black History Matters 365 with the dynamic young activists, our BH student advisory board, BH365 advisory board. It has been a, a wonderful time. So thank you for listening and join us next time on Black History Matters 365.